0: unsyndicated presents
1: yet, no! off the air with sean the Legion.
0: What is up Saturday afternoon? So glad you can join us. I mean, whether you're watching us live or, you know, I I get it. Here's the cool thing about doing this is you don't have to necessarily join us live. Like you can watch it later. And- but we and- want you and- to join yeah. live. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you just, you know what it is, Blake? They just, you know, you can't have a conversation with us live because I yeah. think a lot of times people like, put in their comments later and that's okay too. We read them and everything. How you doing, pal? Blake. Of I'm course. Here. here it comes. From so the Mitch doing album doing show, things. 760 WJR and uh Sports Rap as well, Sean Boligian, Todd alongside. Can I I want to start with this and see how many of you can relate to this. I don't know when it happened. Um I used to absolutely Blake and I'm serious. Absolutely love Um, the winter, I used to love it. I, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it was my favorite season, like, but I would go outside on a Saturday this time of year at like nine o'clock in the morning, maybe come home for lunch, a little bit of lunch. And I would be outside until it, it got dark, you know, and my house was anybody that grew up in my neighborhood. My dad was always the guy that made the rink. Or we'd go down to um, the school, and you know you you could skate down there. You could skate in the backyard. You could do the sledding. You could do snow football. Blake, I'm done with it. I walked out this morning, like like just to go to the gym. It's five minutes away from my house. I, miserable. The wind, the blowing, little useless snow. To me, I'm a, If you're gonna snow,
1: yes, snow. I, yes, I agree, a hundred percent. Just
0: snow. I, I don't need this dusting crap yeah okay i i like is that an old guy thing or do you and many other people out there feel the same way
1: um it is an old guy thing for sure damn it but i'm also a cranky old man so i'm kind of right. on your side if it's gonna snow and be cold like do it the right way don't do this crap
0: i want nothing to do with the winter anymore Like, like seriously, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. It's it's now don't get me wrong. I like driving to the local rink to, to see, you know, a a good hockey game, you know, whether it be, I'm heading out to big boy arena to, to see, you know, our, our buddies from motor city, you know, go to a rockers game, go to NTDP, you know, me, I go to a whole bunch of high school games. But like in terms of like going out and doing things, no, absolutely not. I want nothing to do with it anymore. I, and, I don't want to go outside in the winter.
1: And you've never been like a skier or like a snowmobile guy or any of that stuff?
0: Um, I did when I was younger. Um, I did um, cross-country skiing. I used to love it like a lot. Okay. I had a knee injury when I was a kid that kind of precludes me. And then two subsequent knee injuries after that. I think yeah. a lot of people can relate. Uh, but that precluded me from doing like downhill. I mean, it just, I wish I could explain it to you. The the pain in doing that was just miserable. It was, so it was like, nah, that's not for me. But no, no, it just never, I used to love it though. Dude, I'd stay outside all day. And now if I'm outside running to the mailbox, it's too miserable. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Year old, yeah. Sorry. Pete
0: said, uh, no, you just stay at your buddy's house for lunch, and your friend's mom would cut the crust off your sandwich, then you'd go home and wonder why your mom didn't love you.
1: Pete, Pete. it's good
0: logic. You're not gonna <laughs> you need to you're talk not gonna...
1: about some things, <laughs>
0: it's, it's good, it's good logic, though, right? Uh, Blake, so many things going on. Um, obviously one thing near and dear to our heart it, it is sneaking up it is going to be here uh before we know it uh the NFL draft and I, and I would be remiss obviously if if you pay attention to this we are going to be doing a lot of stuff with our friends uh from the Detroit Sports Commission cannot thank them enough um one of the biggest things out there Blake that like I need to mention this to people is People think that the draft is like legitimately at Ford field like that. That's something that's out there. And it was funny. I was talking to our mutual friend, Kurt, about this. Uh, You know what, guys? It's going to be outside in and around campus, Martius, and it's free. Uh, but it's amazing to me how many people think it's just going to be in Ford Field, Blake. It is not. It is going to be an outdoor party with hundreds and thousands, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people down there.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be crazy. But there's going to be like a whole experience. I mean, it's not just even going to be... Like, obviously, the draft itself will be... Down at Campus Martius and everything, but like there's going to be things going on all around and it's a whole experience.
0: Yeah, I, I love I love every second of it. I can't wait for this to start. This is such a different draft, though, Blake, and I know you're a new member of the Lion fan club.
1: But much we were your Uh Yeah, but I told you we're on a year to year contract.
0: But listen, can I can, when when you do your mock drafts and all that stuff, do you um, do you on the draft simulator? Do you draft as the Lions, or do you just draft in general just to see the direction it goes?
1: Draft in general to see the direction it goes. So
0: you never you never like draft as the Lions or or, or even mock draft as the Lions.
1: No, I've never done that because welcome to the club. Welcome yeah, to, but
0: you're in now. You have to do it now. Mhm. Do you see how happy
1: he is about that?
0: <laughs> it's but the the reason I bring this up is it's weird because we're not used to the Lions picking this late in the draft. Yeah, and you know that that's the strangest <laughs> thing about it because the one thing with draft nerds like us is I think you know as well as I do. We have a general idea of maybe where the top 15 is going to go. And I think it'll stay at least in close proximity of that. There are names that will pop up, et cetera. But once you get past that, I don't want to call it a crapshoot. But at the end of the day, we don't know what we don't know at that point in time. And that's what makes it so weird when I'm doing all these mock drafts and, and draft simulators and everything, that's the crazy thing about it for me, Blake, is, well, I think these guys will be in that area, but simply put, we don't know. And I'm sure you feel that way from all your years of being a nerd as well.
1: Yeah. And, uh, as a, uh, apparently a Lions fan now, uh, have- apparently <laughs> me, you made a deal, mister. You're I in. told you I was on a year to year contract. <clears throat> all right go on whoa hey watch it i didn't say it um i like brad holmes will figure it out though yep he's so good yep like that i do 100 have faith in like nobody wanted jameer where they drafted him nobody wanted jack campbell and like it all worked out like yeah you got the best class out of every team in the nfl oh. last year and
0: not even close not like ser- seriously and this is coming from a wasn't a lions fan but is now a lions fan point of view so you're you're not being slap about it i mean that was yeah. a fantastic draft class
1: can i Joseph, can, go oh, ahead. no go ahead like how do you feel about this Amonra like deal that's getting leaked out there and everything because um this relates to the draft i'm in the camp of I'll never pay a wide receiver. I'll draft one every year. I don't care because in now how college football is like these guys are NFL ready. Yep. So why?
0: I think the wide receiver is becoming like the running back has already become. I really Mm -hmm. do. Blake. I, I think there's, there's diminished value. There just is. And, and I know, that the running back didn't want to hear it when we talked about it, but now they've had no choice but to accept it. And I think the wide receiver position is the same way. I mean, what made Amon Ra St. Brown so great? It's where the Lions picked him in the draft. It was the value that they got for that. So you're going to turn around and throw that away and make him one of the highest paid wide receivers in the national football league. Like, is that, is that now, I, I'm totally 100% in the camp of treat him fairly and, and the guy deserves a raise and the guy, if he wants to be here, that's the type of guy that, yeah, you hold on to him for years and years and years to come, but I'm not going to let him blow um, the position that I'm in. I, I, I think this is where you have to separate your heart from your head. You you really do, and yeah. and I say it all the time. The best general manager is a guy that thinks solely with his head and not his heart. And you have mm-hmm. to think in the best interest. In a perfect world, they find a way to get him locked up and locked up long term, but not like I, I'm not talking top end money. I I just no. I don't think that's smart, especially when I'll go back to what you started this this course of conversation with. Do you trust Brad Holmes? Yes. And I don't think there's a single human being out there that would answer anything other than what you just said. Brad Holmes has given nobody out there any reason not to trust him, not to believe him. So if we trust Brad Holmes, do we trust that he might be able to find another guy like that in the third or fourth round? A guy, for whatever reason, drops and you're sitting back on. I can't quite figure this out, but here he is. So I, I think you bring up a great point, pal.
1: Yeah, and it's just, it's a lot of money. And especially, like, obviously, I think the the terms are rumored to be three years, correct?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So, like, that is better. At least it's not, like, a long-term, like, a five-year deal. Especially because of the style he plays, too. Like, he's not that deep, th- like, he's getting in there and getting scrappy, so I know he stayed relatively healthy, but you never know, especially. I, I,
0: I love those Yak guys. I, like, I love when Golden Tate was here. I just did, you know, the I don't think in today's league with the premium being on the passing game, I don't think you can put a price tag on guys like that. Guys that, you know, you can hit underneath and they're going to get you that extra five, 10, 15, 20 yards after catch. I don't think you could put a price tag on guys like that.
1: Yeah. You know, Yeah. It's just, they don't last forever. That's no, that's time. exactly
0: it. Shelf life, baby. Just, I mean, mm-hmm. like what you're talking about, just like, just like the running backs. I mean, I feel sorry for running backs. It's, it's funny. I'm going to continue this thought in a second, but we have to talk about legacy in a moment. Uh, Joe said, this is all very exciting for the city. Can't wait. No doubt about it. I, I, I still contend Blake that the average human being doesn't understand how big of a circus coming to town. Hundreds yeah. And hundreds of thousands of people are going to be in Detroit. Um, you guys, if you plan to be a part of it, make sure that you go to wwwvisitdetroitcom backslash 2024 NFL Draft and make sure you download the NFL One Pass app uh, for access to the free draft viewing. It, it is a must. There's no doubt about it. Our friends from the Detroit Sports Commission are, are just trying to make this as easy as and and certainly fan-friendly is humanly possible. Can we get back to your thought? I'm glad that you brought that up. I, I want to tell you about a conversation that I had with Joik Bell uh, back in the day about um, exactly what you talked about, Blake. And that is, um, whether we like it or not, the shelf life. Shelf life has to come into mm-hmm. the conversation. It does. And I know no players like to hear about shelf life, but that's just the way it is. Uh, first, I want to tell you, about our friends from Legacy. In case you haven't heard us talk about them, uh, these are great guys. You know, I'll say it again. I went out to lunch uh, with Joe and Alex and Dave. They are absolutely, positively great guys. Huge hockey fans. And as I said, anybody who's willing to support us, I hope that you support those who support us. Do you know that hundreds of, And even thousands of Metro Detroiters have already called Legacy Partners to get help with their home and auto insurance. Our friends at Legacy Partners are one of Southeast Michigan's top independent insurance agents and provide a full-service, one-stop solution for all of your insurance needs, personal and business, large or small. Legacy has helped our listeners by fixing mistakes other agents have made, asking the right questions to get the right coverage put in place to properly protect you and, oh yeah, help save you some money at the same time. Chances are, if you haven't checked your policies in the last year, you're probably paying too much. And you could be underinsured. So what are you waiting for? Give my friends at Legacy Partners a chance to help with your home, your cars, life insurance, Medicare enrollment, or business insurance needs. Call them today at 586-209-4106 or visit LegacyPartnersINS.com to get started with your new quotes. Uh, do me a favor if you give them a call, just say Sean and Blake and Todd and the guys sent you. We would really, really appreciate it. And I know that you would appreciate it. Blake, you bring up such a good point about shelf life because that's to me, that's the dirty and I, I think unfair situation in the National Football League right mm-hmm. now. And I feel sorry for a guy like Amon Ra. And I feel sorry for a guy like Joyke Bell. And for people out there that don't know, I, I saw Joyke Bell. I did his games at, at Wayne State. And I told anybody that would listen, including my broadcast partner at the time, Lion Beat writer Tom Kowalski, listen, this kid can play in the National Football League. I'm telling you right now, he he won the Harlan Hill as the best player in D2. He can play in the National Football League. And it was funny, Blake, because that combine where Joyke was at, Killer called me from the combine and goes, dude, your boy's killing it. He's just killing it. You know, there's so much interest in him. Here's the unfortunate problem with a guy like Joik and a guy like Amon Ra. Where they are selected, and in Joik's case, not selected, is held against them. And yeah. they have to really do something special to, to use a quote coming from players, get that bag. And I feel sorry yeah. for guys in that regard. I, I, I really do because you only have this much time to get that bag, you know, and guys are always going to hold it against you. Well, you were a fourth round pick. You were a fifth round pick. You have to remember you're a kid from Wayne state that won undrafted. So in that regard, you can't have it both ways. I'm never, ever going to disrespect a guy like Joyke Bell who said, I know I got it made here in Detroit. I know, you know, I was a security guard at Ford Field. But in order for me to get my bag, I got to go to the Chicago Bears. My my yeah. earning potential is a window like that. And I, like I joked with him at the time, I was like, "You had to pick the Bears, didn't you? You had to, you had to pick the Bears because I hate the Bears with everything inside of me." But you know, I mean, all jokes aside, I was, I was, I was very happy for the guy. And I think we're in that same position with Armand raw right now, Blake, I can't blame the dude for wanting to go get a bag. I hope yeah. that they can make things happen here. But if somebody comes over the top, that's a tough decision that, that Brad Holmes is going to have to make.
1: Yeah. The cap always goes up though. So it like in two years, it'll probably seem like a great deal. Just like it does with every quarterback every and everything quarterback. like that. Like every quarterback. Like, Mahomes is like a mid-level deal now. Yep. Yep. Which is insane. But... Do you remember... uh, What summer was that?
0: They all run together now. Was it the summer of 18, where I think we were all waiting to see where Derek Carr's number fell? And where Derek Carr's number fell, you know Matthew Stafford's agent was licking his chops, literally smiling like the butcher's dog. Because... (laughs) Derek Carr was going to set the market. As crazy mm-hmm. as that sounds, Derek Carr was going to set the market. And so you knew, was it 18, Blake? I think I think that was the I summer of so. 18.
1: Yeah.
0: So you knew when Carr signed, Matthew Stafford was going to go pl- blow past that. And if you remember, there was like a small window in time where Matthew Stafford was the highest paid quarterback in the league. And I remember people just losing their minds. And to your point, I sat back and said, are you guys new to this? He, he's going to be here. And in a matter of, of maybe even months, somebody's going to go like this. That's the name of the game now, you know, is okay. The market is here and then the market got established there. And then somebody's going to go like that. That's the way it is in the national football league. Now,
1: like their car got, Derek Carr got paid. That's crazy. I I forgot about that. But Can, wasn't there one year? Didn't
0: like Derek Carr had like one really good year, right? It was. Like, the, I want to say it was sixteen. Was it twenty sixteen before he got injured? That he had one really good year. He
1: was like gonna win MVP, and then he got injured with like two weeks left in the regular season, right? Yeah. And then yeah. And then Connor Cook had to start the playoff game
0: you remember that oh my gosh and
1: it was like but the raiders were like before the last two weeks of the season the raiders were like gonna be the one seed they were like really really good and then they lost out i think and ended up having to play in the wild card i'm pretty sure that's how it all played out
0: dude he had okay so 2015 i just looked it up he had a 32 13 touchdown interception they were 12 and 3 when he went down with injury in 2016 and he had a 28 and 6 td to interception ratio and he set the market he said i mean he said he set the market it's amazing how that works out man it it's
1: incredible um, and now he stinks and the saints still want to keep him It is. It is absolutely. So, yeah,
0: it was the summer of 17. He said it early in the summer, and then Stafford, Stafford blew past it. Uh, Alex said, cheers from Calgary. Let's go Red Wings. You're in Calgary. All right. That's the uh, dreaded West Coast swing. Blake, there's just something about when teams make that swing to the West Coast, and uh, the the Wings are experiencing that right now. Do you think they're a playoff team?
1: I hope so. You would – I mean, obviously, I'm more of a – like, the wings I'm a fan of, obviously, and but I'm not as, like, knowledgeable in hockey, so I, like, couldn't tell you either way, you know? I think it, they creep in. I think they creep in. I hope so. As a fan, like, I want something else to root for in this godforsaken town.
0: I have to wonder how legitimate they are right now because right now they are getting, you know, kind of extraordinary goaltending from Lyon, and Mm -hmm. I don't think people saw that coming. Now, with that being said, I I don't think Red Wing fans are getting carried away with their expectations if they creep into the playoffs this year. Um, I mean, it's nice to be back in the playoffs, but nobody's going to be printing even round two playoff tickets, let alone, Mm -hmm. you know, conference finals or Stanley cup final. Uh, my buddy Mario said the wings are a player or, or two away from a playoff berth. I think they can creep in this year. You know, I, I I think it's favorable. And I think part of it is those teams that are around them. Now I'm going to say it again. What does it mean if they creep in this year? Nothing. It doesn't, you know, and I'm going to use Steve Iserman's own words. Okay. And, and respectfully, I might add, because Steve said, listen, we don't want to just get back into the playoffs. We want to get this franchise back to where they were. Um, but New Jersey Islanders, um, Pittsburgh is a, is, is a little bit behind, but they have a couple games in hand. It's not a gimme that they're in the playoff or anything. I have a feeling they sneak in and then I have a feeling that they sneak out very, very quickly, especially if they're matched up with, with Boston in the first round. Um, Adam said some playoff experience will be good. Okay. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with it. I, I, to me, it's about getting this franchise in the right place. And I think you can next year and beyond won't be adversely affected in any way, shape or form if they just miss out on the playoff. If that makes sense, you know, this is the one thing that Steve Eiserman is doing is I think he is, he is taking the smart approach to this and playing the long game. And I think that's the best yeah. way to do it. When you take a, a, take over a franchise that whether people want to admit it or not, I think they realize it now was so devoid of organizational depth when he took over.
1: Yeah, you know? I agree. Like having some playoff experience and getting that for this team that, hasn't been there in a while, I think could be huge for the yeah. future.
0: Yeah. It, it, this, is this is a big test though. This, this road trip right now is, is a big test because a- again, there's not a, a lot of breathing room right now. And when you have these four games in a row out West, I mean, we saw what happened against Edmonton and then Vancouver uh, snuffed them on, on Thursday, but uh, afternoon game today, Uh, obviously against Calgary, and then you have to go to Seattle before the Wings are back home on Thursday against the Avalanche, and it's never easy. So not only do you have the West Coast swing, but you come back home, you have to take on Colorado. This is a huge string of games, and if you remember, it was about a year ago at this time where the Wings were in the playoffs for one day, and then they had that home-and-home series with Ottawa, and and Ottawa just you know, kind of – disassembled them there's no doubt about it and showed them how much tougher they had to get
1: and then what like a week later was it was a couple weeks later was the trade deadline and they kind of shipped some people off and yep wave the white flag
0: yep 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 hey i want to tell you about uh one of our newest friends uh if you are looking to sell or buy right now our friends at Broadwell Homes can help you out because when it is time to move into your new house, whether you are buying, selling both, you need to contact the right people. And the agent that I recommend is Lindsay Broadwell. Your house is probably the biggest investment you'll ever make. And that's why you need to go with a pro. Lindsay grew up on the mean streets of Northville. I know them well and has expanded her team all over Southeast Michigan. She's an expert in all facets of the business. When it's time to move, Our friend Lindsay and her team will make sure you get the most out of your house and that everything goes smoothly when finding your new home. Buyers, sellers, even first-time buyers, make sure you contact my friend Lindsay at broadwellhomes.com. She will help you with everything from start to close. Licensed Realtor at Real Broker LLC. Start your search today at Broadwell.com. Homes.com. Can't thank Lindsay and the fine folks at Broadwellhomes.com enough for being a part of this. He's Blake. I'm Sean. Blake, were you surprised when um Ward Manual kind of came out and gave the vote of confidence to Juwan Howard? I don't have a horse in the race. I, I think it's funny. I, I love when Sportscasters, podcasters, TV talking heads try to tell you how a Michigan fan feels when they're not a Michigan fan. Tries to tell you how a Michigan State fan feels when they're not a Michigan State fan. So, oftentimes, and I did this when we were working on the ra- on the radio, Blake, I can't speak to you as a Michigan fan, but you can speak to me as a Michigan fan. Yeah. Were you surprised that that he kind of got the the vote of confidence?
1: Yeah. Especially after like Ohio State just canned their coach this week, who was having a basically a better season than Juwan was. But I don't I don't understand it. It's clearly like the Juwan thing's not working at this point. So I would have been very happy if they decided, you know, to just mutually part ways. Um yeah. I was shocked, but I think also like Ward's just doing the same thing that every Michigan fan's doing. He's just riding the high of the national championship and just kind (laughs) of letting everything else play out the way it is and doesn't want to deal with any more drama.
0: I love to hear you say that because I think a lot of times, Blake, especially when you want to believe, I think a lot of times you need sometimes – somebody to kind of tap you on the shoulder and go, Hey, dude, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I, don't, I, I don't think this is going to work. Now there are always exceptions to the rule and Lord knows there are, there's always the wise acre out there that said, ha ha, you thought that this wouldn't happen and all that. I don't think those are words that you or I are going to be eating. I think a lot of times, especially when you're talking about the passion in the state of Michigan, Michigan state, I go back to John L. Smith. Okay. Whether Spartan fans want to admit it or not. I think people wanted to buy into John L. Smith so badly that somewhere along the way, you knew it wasn't going to go anywhere, but you Mm -hmm. wanted to believe so badly. You kind of dug your heels in And I remember in particular that last year with John L. Smith. Okay. And and what a disaster it was. I had already given up. I I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. It's time to move on. I can't tell you how many people, and I'm not going to name any names. I don't, you know, I'm going to call this person out. It's such a stupid game. We all miss, right? I can't tell you how many people in the media were like, like adamant, like, dude, what? You turned on John L. Smith, and I'm like, "How haven't you?" And yeah. I think we saw the same thing, Um, Brady. In the interest of being fair,
1: hey, wait, time out. You just did called me Brady. Did
0: I did. Gosh, see yeah, our mutual friend. Hi, Brady Beaton. No, Blake. <laughs> in the interest, in the interest of of being, in the interest of being fair, the Richrod regime was fascinating. We we could do like oh, a yeah. study. On, on, on like, there were people that still two, three years after he left were saying, man, if Rich Rod just had one more year, if he just had one more year. And I was like, oh my gosh. So sometimes you need that tap on the shoulder from your guy. And I know we're all the same way. It's like, well, you're a Michigan fan. Of course you're going to say that. Or you're a Michigan state fan. Of course you're going to say that. It isn't just what you're seeing on the court. It's a lot of the stuff that comes out of Juwan Howard's pie. Yeah.
1: Too. Well, also, we can't discount the fact like in college athletics, obviously, everything's changing. And we are like, I feel like the changes in college football, everyone knows. Sure. Like the transfer portal, NIL, all that stuff. It's times 10 in college basketball. College basketball is insane right now absolutely like there's no one that keeps teams together every single player i swear is a transfer it's insane and this year yes is very bad for michigan basketball but also the way college basketball is right now they could be like one of the best teams in the nation next year if Juwan just gets a good transfer classes and it's not let
0: me let me you know, and it's interesting because I I think it's affecting Michigan State as well. I know that that's something that Coach Izzo doesn't want to do, and Coach Izzo's a legend. And uh, Coach Izzo, I mean, how many times have we counted the Spartans out and they went on some kind of a run? Uh, Blake, to your point, I think this is a different era now. I I I, I wish that he would partake in the transfer portal. Um, it's there. Other guys are doing it because you don't want to do it. I I, I get that and respect that but since most everybody else is doing it and most everybody else seems to be improving by it i mean who's right and who's wrong right
1: i kind of really enjoy that zach eddie's just stayed at purdue forever it's kind of a it's throwback. Awesome. i agree with you because it's given me it's given me time to hate him yeah like he no, built I- up that hate
0: Okay, this this is uh, I'm going to be old man again for a second, and I think oh, yeah, the older okay. generation. i mean, I think the older generation can can relate to this. So I went to the 1993 NBA draft at the palace, right?
1: That's the year I was born. Yeah. Sorry, I had to.
0: Next time you're over, come <laughs> kick the dogs. I want you to <laughs> kick both of them. Okay. Um. So I went to the 1993 NBA draft, okay? That, that was the Chris Webber draft. Mm-hmm. Blake, I knew everybody. I saw everybody. I watched literally everybody play in that draft. Like, n- no joke. I watched, I mean, because these were guys that had stayed at their school for, at the very least, two years, and a lot of times, four years, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Seriously. When you look at the NBA draft now, and, and I'm I'm being honest, how many of these guys do you actually know and could say, Oh yeah, I've seen him play a few times?
1: Yeah, maybe three or four. Maybe. And I haven't seen them a bunch. I've right? se- like I've seen them in the tournament, or I've seen them play in like Duke, North Carolina. That's basically it.
0: No. I, I'm with you. I don't like for the life of me, it has changed so dramatically. and and we talked about this last month. I'll reiterate it. Listen, I'm that guy that the college basketball diehard hates. You know, i I, I poke my head in starting in November. I'll poke my head in here. I'll grab an appetizer here. I'll grab an appetizer there. But I don't come in to get my meal until late February and early March. I openly admit it because my sports plate is already too packed. You know, I mean, you know, me, I have about three different portions of hockey on my plate. So I only have about that much space, but by the time the big 10 tournament rolls around and obviously the tournament itself, like I, I'm ready to get all in. I'm ready by, by then. But, um, I get it that guys like that, you know, drive the basketball elite nuts. But to your point, Blake, you're spot on. I think the basketball elite has to admit that.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, even if you wanted to track it, it's impossible to track right now. Yep. It's so hard. Yep.
0: No doubt about it. Hey, hey listen, can I tell you uh, about our friends uh, with Wealth Advantage? Of course, uh, Mike and Jeff, legitimate friends of mine. There's Mike on the left, Jeff on the right. If you're ready to take charge of your financial future, look no further than the Wealth Advantage Group, located in a historic downtown Northville, owned by two brothers with over 20 years of industry experience. They've been friends with me for 20 years, too. They understand that your financial goals are as unique as you are. That is why they offer personalized expert guidance to help you navigate the complexities of financial planning. Whether you're saving for retirement, getting ready to sell your company, or already in retirement, they can help Guide you through every step of your financial journey. They work with clients throughout all stages of life and have clients in over 20 states. The investment world is complex. So if you're ready to start taking your finances more seriously, it might be time to work with an expert and reach out to my friends at the Wealth Advantage Group, 248-773-8574, or make sure you check out their website at www.thewealthadv.com. I promise you, uh, they're great guys, Mike and Jeff, and they'll take care of you as they take care of us so uh Blake this is a great week for me um you know this about me I haven't hit it I absolutely love um, high school hockey I, I think it's such an underrated product in the state I don't think I, I'll, let me put it to you this way we have a guest coming up on what the puck who grew up in Minnesota a former Red Wing this is a tease, so I can't tell you who. I like but we But literally, he's coming on the show this Wednesday, special edition Wednesday night. We have three guys coming on the show. It's going to it be a packed
1: house. It is going to be a packed house Wednesday night.
0: And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be nuts. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be like a circus. But this uh, prominent former Red Wing from Minnesota, uh, last night we were texting each other, well, and tonight, and he was asking me all about the high school ranks. Um, the reputation is out there, how much the product has in, improved in this state. And, uh, I know you're a big MHSAA football fan and, and you want to talk about a product that is improved. I don't think people around here really understand Blake, the reputation that Michigan high school football has now. I really don't. I, I don't think people get that. And I think that hockey's starting to get there with all the guys that they're starting to produce and move on, whether it be to the null, whether it be to the USHL, yes, whether it be to, to, to D1 programs. It is it is such a cool thing. And the MHSAA playoffs, Blake, I, I know you know some guys that played on the east side. This is just mm-hmm. a special time of year. And um, this is one of those times I, I tell my wife and You know, back when the kids were here, now we're empty nesters. Hey, see you guys in a couple weeks. I'm going to this rink tonight, this rink the next night, the rink over there the next night. It's just a fun time of year. I can't wait for it to fire up.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing better. And like you said, how the sport's grown and how these schools are now like embracing it and they have like student sections and all. like the the whole high school basketball like vibe to it has like come to the rinks and everything. And the students really enjoy it, and it's great. Yeah,
0: Oh, I, I love it. Uh, the head coach, look at that. Dane, uh, the head coach at Novi. I will be at your game next Saturday. I'm looking forward to that. Novi and Northville getting together out in Brighton. Uh, Sid High School Hockey loves uh, Sean. Thank you. I love you back. And um, you were talking about atmospheres, uh, Blake. The night before Thanksgiving, we were at Novi Ice Arena for – as I call it, the Battle of Baseline, and Northville and Novi are getting together, and they had like the full band in there, dude. That's it awesome. was such a cool atmosphere. You know, it, to me, yeah. one of the coolest places you can see a hockey game is Yoast, Okay, mm-hmm. and you guys know who I root for. All right, go green, go white. I, jeez, right? Mun um, is 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 like ah, one of the holiest of holies to me. I put Yost up there too, and part of that is because of that atmosphere. That atmosphere can't be beat. When the Michigan band gets going, that is just, I don't care who you root for, that is just a fun, fun atmosphere. And to me, that's the most important thing. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, atmosphere, like, it just it, it makes everything better. Yep. You bring all the people together. Get a little raucous in there. I love it.
0: Uh, Todd said state champs definitely helps. Well, thank you. I've, I've been honored to work with them for 12 Don't
1: years. Don't age yourself. Don't stop with Dude, this. You're just, every you're time they open me my
0: eye hole, I age myself. Come I understand
1: on. that, but the you're teeing right me out. right there up.
0: ages myself. Uh, Chris, thank you for the kind words. Sean and Terry Foster are the only two people in this area that can talk college sports rationally. I will throw my friend Blake in there. Uh, do you know what it is? Like Chris, to your point. No, seriously, No, do you know what it is uh, to your point, Chris, people can't separate fandom from the job that they do. And it doesn't make any sense to me. It really, I I, I don't like, I didn't like it when Michigan state went on their run in football from 13 to 15, that there were so many people trying to detract and, and anybody trying to detract from Michigan right now, you're just being a fool. It's not that hard to, to give credit where credit is due and tell people what you're legitimately seeing,
1: right? What if I detract from Ohio State? Is that okay? Well, then you're being an idiot
0: too. You are. You you are. I mean, they were. Can you say it now that they were the measuring stick for well over a decade? You can, oh, you can confess it oh, now, Oh, yeah, right?
1: a thousand percent. I'm saying right now, like I'm just like Chip Kelly, whatever. I don't care. Bring them all in.
0: Chris said, are there any former NHL players coaching in the state? All over the place. All like seriously, all over the place. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Chad LaRose, who I got to cover his games with the Whalers, and then he he played the National Hockey League, won a Stanley Cup. Uh, Chad is with Warren D. LaSalle. Uh, Coach Bissett is with Forest Hills NE. Uh, you might remember uh Bissett with the, the Red Wings, uh Jeff Finger, great guy. Uh, played for the Leafs. He's an assistant up in Houghton. Uh, there are a ton. I, I could say, And not to mention all the guys that went and played in college. I know, Blake, you and I talked to one of them, Brighton's head coach, Kurt Cavisto, uh, won a natty with uh, Brighton. Uh, my buddy Cal from CC, he had uh, a, a career at Michigan. So, yeah, there are, there are a ton of guys. David Mitchell uh, played goal at Western Michigan. He's the coach at Livonia Stevenson. So yeah, there are a lot of guys that kind of came back, and in the process, Blake, you know this better than anybody. You know what? I think a lot of times a product is only as good as their coaches, and there are some great coaches in our state that have made this product so much better. And I think you could say the same thing with uh, football as
1: well. Yeah, I like coaches that are willing to embrace like the school in their their hometown in the area. It just it draws people in and it creates that sense of community and that goes back to building that atmosphere and everything and it it grows the sport and it makes it better and i feel like there is a lot of high school hockey coaches that do a really good job of like embracing that community aspect
0: yeah it it is we're blessed to have some of the guys that we have and um in the process you know listen it's not minnesota it's, it's not, I, I think the one thing that I like about this product, Blake, is it, it doesn't t- pretend to be something that it's not, It it is led by a bunch of people that know that it's gotten better, but there's more work to be done. And I think that starts with, um, the president of the coaches association, uh, Ryan Ossenmacher and Dan Giacchino up in, in Calumet is another guy big steps, but there's more to be done. And so that's what I like about it. It doesn't pretend to be something that it's not, but it's a damn good product. If you get an opportunity, I'm incredibly biased, but go out in your own community and uh, check out a game. I, I think you'll like it, especially if you're a hockey fan. Uh, Coach Dane from Novi said, is that a 1957 uh, world champion poster? It is. Let me turn around. That's the 1957 Detroit Lion World Champion poster that is uh, framed over there. That's what we have to do. One day I have to turn the computer around and show the people all the stuff that we have because I, I I have so much. Wait again until you're old, Blake. No, Wait you know what you- we do. No, the much. junk
1: that accumulates—it's no, amazing. No, 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 I agree with you. I say we do something like Todd comes over and you film something. Like a nice like tour of the stuff, and it's some extra content. It doesn't have to be a podcast thing.
0: I could do that.
1: Yeah, I see? could do that.
0: I could. See, yeah, Todd I could. already
1: agreed. Todd, I'm I've adding got, work to Todd's workload.
0: There is there are things that like you forget over the course of of like your career. And when we moved a few years ago, we had to unpack some boxes. Is because you know. As you know, Blake, it it took forever to redo our basement because of COVID and then this, that, and the other thing. And it is amazing. Some of the stuff that you accumulate, you know, like whether it be somebody that I met at Fox or all the years that I was at the fan. And it was like, oh, wow, I forgot I got an autographed picture with that dude. Like there's this really cool picture of Phil Esposito and I. And the funny backstory of that picture with Phil Esposito and I is about, Two seconds before they snapped the finger and he painted on his fake smile, he told me to bleep the Habs. I, of course, was wearing a Montreal Canadiens hat, and he, like, looked at me and he goes, bleep the Habs, except he didn't say bleep. So, like, I'm laughing as the picture's taken and everything. And, you know, and then he told me, he goes, look, I probably would have had five Stanley Cups in my life if it wasn't for that damn team. So, yeah, some of the cool stuff that that you have is,
1: is, is pretty cool. Speaking of cool stuff, I I literally have this sitting right next to me. Uh, our our mutual friend Dave Rieger got me confetti from the national championship, and I put it in a shadow box. Good my for you. wife, my wife says Absolutely. it's lame. My wife says it's lame because I wasn't no. there, and I'm no. like, Amanda, you don't know how happy no. that day made me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: Yes, Todd, you can eat the meat. Um, we're, we'll have something for um. We'll have something for the tournament coming up as well. Uh, that was something I wanted to to kind of close it with. Blake, were you over when we did the corned beef?
1: No, I've never had okay. the corned All beef, right.
0: dude. You gotta. I'm I'm gonna talk to my boys at Wiggly's, and I think I've done three corned beefs. I, I boy, I wonder why you weren't there. Um, it is one of barbecue. Mike and I, of course, you can check him on what what the puck. He's kind of you know my my smoking partner. You have fun smoking everything, but I'm, I'm going to tell you what. The unique process it takes to smoke a corned beef in the finished product is unbelievable. And uh, don't get me wrong. I love the corned beef coming right out and, and slicing it while it's hot. But I think the coolest thing about smoking a corned beef is letting it sit for a couple hours and making that big, thick corned beef sandwich. You cannot put a price tag on a corned beef sandwich Blake. And it's like, okay, we eat, but then, you know, a game later on, you know, tournament day, Hey, I'm kind of hungry again. I've got a corned beef and Swiss sandwich for you slugger. Like to me, those are, those are the fun smokes. You know what I mean? I don't get me wrong. I love my brisket and I love my three hours and 48 minutes on the dot ribs but let me tell you something smoking that corned beef it, it it is a mutual process and it's it's stinking cool man it really is
1: yeah and with st st patty's and the tournament all in that time corned beef just seems like that time of year 100 yep. yep. yeah i've never had it you never uh threw me that invite so you know What are you going to do? Gordy said,
0: great Espo story. Without the Habs, uh, Espo goes to a whole new level. Gordy, true story. Like, I can show you the dumb picture of he and I. I'm, like, giggling because he literally just said to me, bleep the Habs. Because, of course, I had a Habs hat on. And we get done, and he looks at me, and he goes, do you know how many more cups I have? He goes, I have at least two more with the Bruins. And he goes, we win in 79 with the Rangers, and we're legends. You know, because they hadn't won since 1940 right? And of course, we know that carried on till 1994 when Messier finally got it done. But that was Ron Duguay and, and, and Espo and John Davison and net. And he, he was like, I'd have at least three more cups and I'd be a, a living legend in the city of New York. And I, I was like, damn, I guess I didn't think about that. You know, uh, Chris, try the smoked corned beef. Trust me. Try the Try the smoked corned beef. I invited you over last year, and you blew me off for some reason, Blake. Now, now I'm starting to remember. No. I know I'm old and senile, but I remember I, I invited you over for something, and, then, and you couldn't make it. Do you remember what it was?
1: Oh, yeah, I do. I had to work and run your show while you were at home. That's right. Yeah. Because another guy from the station wanted to come over, and I said, I'll work so he doesn't have to, because right. he had never been over. That's yeah, right. you really want to play that game? That's right. You this is to... a losing battle for you. you. You had to work my show. That's yeah, right. I had to run your show that you got to do from home.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and yep. No wonder I got fired. Uh, all right, listen. Listen. <laughs> Always a
1: pleasure. Thanks for we need joining a ticker us. ticker in the top right, like how many times Sean brings up that he got fired from Blake. I did get fired. What points.
0: do you? What do you want? What do you want me to say? They, they fired me. Uh, listen, it wasn't the first time. It probably won't be the last time. I, I'll get fired from my own dumb podcast. Uh, listen, you guys have a great day. Uh, we have all right, Blake. You know what? I'm going to let people in. Are you ready? Can I tell people what we have coming up on What the Puck? Yeah, uh, we have. Awesome. We have. You guys don't tell anybody. Patrick Eves, Eric Cole, and Aaron Ward are all joining us Wednesday night. All three.
1: And together. Barbecue Mike. Dog. And
0: Barbecue Mike. You buried the lead. Yeah, Listen, I'm telling you right now, I know those three guys. This is going to be one of those shows, Blake, where I'm just going to go like this. Yeah. Go ahead, boys. Like Get those three together. It's going to be off the hook, but it, it, it's going to be fun. I have a few more Coming up now, this is where I'm going to tease you. Okay, I have a um, prominent and very disliked National Hockey League player who has agreed to come on the show. Uh, we're like trying current? to work out current, yeah. What? Um, yes, I sh- sh- if people think real hard, they can probably figure out who, but I'm not telling you. Um, I actually talked to a couple coaches that that you know, when the season figures itself out they're going to come on so lots of stuff coming up with that so uh Blake and I are always going to have good chatter and we'll mix in some guests here you know who I'd like to catch up with our buddy Gordy Brown um from the Motor City Rockers maybe you and I can do a segment with Gordy next week he's a he's a great guy yeah a guy with high school roots I mean a tremendous player at Brighton he's still there Um, all-time leading scorer and now obviously doing a great job with the the Motor City Rockers as well. All right, any final thoughts, dude? You got anything before we get out of here?
1: Um, I'm wondering how Michigan is going to blow a second-half lead today against Michigan State. Like, it's going to happen? I just am wondering how it's going to happen. It's going to be a new, exciting way. We'll
0: keep an eye on that. see, I... I, you know, guys, I'm going to say it again. I, much love to Coach Izzo. Much love to Coach Izzo. And you can never count the Spartans out. But, but that was under the old college basketball.
1: January, February is, uh, it, it we're right there. It's about to be that time of the year. It's just really ironic because what month is the uh, national championship played in? April. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that bit work <laughs> out then?
0: <laughs> it's always me. Become exact? No, it's become exactly. it. let's be honest. Let's yeah, let's be honest. No. I, it it's is. It's, I and and I think people patting themselves on the shoulder for getting into the Sweet Sixteen has become an old bit too. Especially when you start the season in the top five. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, at what point in time do you go? Wait a second. The results didn't meet the expectations. And love, coach. You know, we've we've had him on the show. We've talked to him many times, but. Yeah, it's, it's it's certainly there. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, for Blake, for Cole, we'll see you guys. Take care.
1: Off the air with Sean Belegian, featuring Sean Belegian and Blake Matrizak. Produced by Todd Losey and Blake Matrizak. Executive produced by Sean Belegian and Todd Losey. Theme song, incidental music, and related sound effects are from Play It Loud by Jam Studio engineering mixing and graphic design support provided by the unsyndicated podcast team don't forget to like and subscribe to off the air with sean Belegion on all your favorite channels while you're there be sure to rate and review the podcast got something to say to sean call the unsyndicated hotline at 248-237-3257